What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. All right, tale of the tapes, season two, episode twenty-two. So today marks a hundred artists covered on the podcast. Ooh. So there's a little bit of a milestone reach for the podcast. And today is also the first episode in covering of Cleveland hip hop group Bone Thugs and Harmony. Since all five members qualified and we don't cover any more than three individual artists in any one episode on the show, the group obviously has to be broken down into two episodes. Today we will start with Flesh and Bone and Busy Bone. So I feel that it's only right when I cover someone's favorite artist to always extend an invitation to come on the show and break the artist down, see what I had to say, give some input, etc. When we covered Cypress Hill, I told you that two of my cousin's favorite hip hop artists of all time were Be Real and Busy Bone. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only R. Formsy is back with us to cover one of his favorite hip-hop artists, so welcome back, R. Formsy. Hello, hello, and thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. So, uh, just like last time, before we get into Bone Thugs at all, let's talk about what's gone on with you since last time you were on the show. I know it wasn't, like, all that long ago, but we're closer to halfway through the year now, and I remember... We spoke about your very first solo album that dropped in 2020, Time, The Inner Mind Eclipses, which I personally enjoyed. Um, and what's what's the plan going forward? I know you hinted at a new project in 2022. Are you still optimistic that there will be a sophomore album? Uh, definitely, 100%. Solid. A lot of stuff has been going on, mainly the newest one, I should say, is we are moving into a bigger place, which means definitely more room for uh, my own studio. Yes, I was going to say, you were talking about getting your own your own studio, which you've always recorded and mixed your own music, but you never really had a studio. No, it, this would be first professional sounding. Uh, not for nothing, bro. And I'm I'm not I'm not going to say that your music it sounds you know perfect, but. You you did a hell of a job, bro. With, with the, you don't even have like a microphone or anything. Considering what no. you're making music on, bro, you did a, an absolutely hell of a job with what you were working yeah. with for sure. Thank you, man. I honestly, looking back on it, I'm extremely proud of it. Mainly for that friggin' reason, because it was it was just Garage Band. That was it. <laughs> I know, bro. I know, and I definitely look forward to hearing. You know, if if you do wind up getting some better equipment, I I would love hearing what that sounds like and. You're pretty unique, bro. You have good artistic ideas. So I think that once you're given more, you know, plugins and features and things that you can add on your songs, you'll probably come up with some some cool things to do and shit like that. So Yeah, I I definitely uh I definitely feel the same way. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, what do you anticipate that this next album might sound like? Like what should we look forward to because on the last one that was a concept unlike anything I've seen before, and we obviously certainly can't expect the same theme again, or we won't get another album until 2031. <laughs> that was obviously a rare and unique one, so like, is there any direction for this one, or have you kind of just been making songs? I've been making songs, but I would say this one has more, uh, more of, I guess, a, uh, an edge, if you want to call it that. Okay. Just, it's more, It's more straightforward. All right. That makes any sense. I, I I don't really know how to explain it. I have a lot of songs. It's very unique, and I just feel like it's um a level up. Well, I shouldn't say a level up, just a different road. Good, than bro. What, than right. what I'm used to. I mean, I I do plan on dropping another just straight rap video. Is it's honest? It's um it's more of a paying homage, I guess. You know, to DMX. It's one of his songs. It, the beats. Fair enough, and, bro. Um, DMX was a legend. Rest in peace to DMX for sure. Yeah, but I think. Honestly, I think this this thing I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna do a video. I just I need to, you know I need to remember it. I don't like reading off of the phone. If I'm doing a video, I try to remember everything off the top of my head. Yeah, so once I, I think out, sometimes yeah. the delivery comes out better like that. Anyway, when you're not really worried about the actual words that you're saying. Yeah, and I, I, it's short and sweet, but I think it, I do them. I I think I do them justice. Well, I I can't wait to hear it, bro. I grew up on DMX. I had DMX's book 
when I was a little kid, his uh, his autobiography or biography, whatever it was. Um, I had that. I think it was called Earl. Um, I had probably every one of his albums ever. I'm not going to say I was the biggest DMX fan the way that I was with Tupac, but DMX was up there, bro. DMX was certainly one of my favorite rappers growing up for sure. So that, you know, not only his death sucks, but it just pains me. You know, I know his whole life story since I read his autobiography and stuff. So it, it pains me what that guy went through. Hey, he, was, he was a good friend of Busy Bones as well. Yeah, yep. Well, I'm excited to hear the video. I'm excited to hear your new album. I look forward to it. Um, and I'll get, like, all your links from you and stuff at the end of the podcast, you know, at the end of the episode. We'll, if anybody wants to follow you or listen to your music or whatever, we'll get that all out of the way at the end. Yeah, that would, that would be cool. That would definitely be cool. All right, solid. So, now, getting into Bone Thugs a little bit, but... Before we talk about anything that I have to say or any info or anything like that, I want to talk about first what you have to say. Because we spoke to you when we did the Cypress Hill episode about how you sound a lot like a mix between Be Real and Busy Bone. And we heard your history with Cypress Hill and Rock Superstar and all that. So I'm curious to hear what's your history at Bone Thugs. Like how did you get into them? What do you like about them? What members do you prefer? Like things like that. That's, that's pretty cool. I like answering this one because they have a special place in my heart. Because I know they, they do, bro. I've, they, since the day we started hanging out when we were older, you have been heavy with the Bone Thugs. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I took the I took my foot off the gas pedal with them recently, I guess because I've been listening to them for so long. But oh, um, They have a tremendous amount of material, bro. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'll songs. you'll get around to listening to it, bro. You're not gonna leave these Bone Thugs albums oh, unlistened no. to. I, dude, I, I I listen to them, but I just I, I haven't. Recently. Have you heard the Lazy Bone album from last year? No, the only the most recent. Album Highly I recommend heard. it. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, the most recent one I've heard was Busy Bone's last album, Carbon Monoxide. Yes. How, how did you like that? I didn't hear that one yet. I gotta listen to that one. I loved it. I will be listening to that this summer because every, when there's a break in the podcast, I go back to the beginning and I go check everybody that I've done already to see if they've done anything else since I finished them. And I add that on to, you know, so obviously he has another album that, that I'm going to have to add on to there in the summer. So. Might actually have two other albums. I don't know. He probably does, bro. He's, he goes crazy with that shit. Yeah, but uh, a funny thing that I got introduced to him, this is before, I don't want to say before the internet, the internet was definitely around, but this is before like, you yeah. just go and just type in whatever music you wanted to listen to, like you just, you didn't have access to the songs unless you had like Napster or right. Gazzaro or whatever, whatever it was, but I remember, like I never used to listen to rap, wasn't really a big fan of it, like I was, same with was me probably, until I was about 11. Yeah, I would say around 12 or 13 this happened with me. All right. Or maybe 14, I don't know, around that time. But uh, I remember I was sleeping, and I ended up waking up in the middle of the night. I don't even know why, but I couldn't go to sleep, and then I put on MTV. Remember when MTV used to play just music videos? Yes, like, yes. It, and especially at night, in the middle of the yeah, night, they would it would just, just be video after video. Yeah, I was just about to say, especially in the middle of the night. Like, that's what we would find on there. I remember putting on MTV and there it was. It was, it was Bone Thugs. It was uh, first of the month was playing. Okay, all right, listening. classic, obviously. <laughs> well, what was funny was I just woke up and the <laughs> first thing I hear is wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it was fate. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it. And That's I'm funny. Just listening. I'm just like, wow, I just never heard a rap style like this before. Like the harmony. The melody so and the sweet. harmony, yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah, I love the beat. I love, uh, I mean,. I don't know all the lyrics still because of how fast they used to rap, but when I eventually learned the lyrics to all their songs, I felt like their lyrics were sick. I just loved everything about it when when I first heard it, and ever since then, I just I never really stopped listening. Well, I didn't I didn't know that, so that's that's a cool backstory for sure. I like ah, that. I never told you that. No, I don't think so. I don't think I ever heard I that one before. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to think of what else I like used to do. I mean, one of the things I used to do back in the day is if I went to the mall. They had FYE, you know, for your entertainment. I would go in there. And this is, again, this is before YouTube. This is before all this shit. Yeah. And if I ran out of money and then we were still chilling in the mall, 
a lot of times I would just go into FYE and scan a CD and listen to like previews yeah. of the uh, the song. And there's a funny there's a funny connection to another one of my favorite rappers, probably my favorite rapper right now. He I would go into FYE, bro, and I would scan CDs. Royce. Even people I never heard of, I never heard of. I would just grab a CD and scan it. He might have found bro, Royce. Yup. I scanned a Royce the Five Nine CD. Build and Destroyer was called. I, I lo- loved it. I was just like, wow, this sounds like he's killing it. Like, holy shit. Royce is, Royce is a special breed for sure. Yep. But that, that's another another little story behind FYE and me going to the mall and listening to music. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That is a cool little backstory. Now, I kind of know the answer to this one. Um, you know, if you want to just give a cliche, flat out, clean answer, I already know the answer, but... What members do you prefer in the group? Just oh, for everybody that doesn't know. <laughs> Bindi Bond is definitely my favorite. Yep, I knew that. I just felt like he was the most unique when I first heard him. Because uh, of his Bond, voice, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it's just his style, his delivery. I just, I, I loved it. Yeah. Still do. Especially when he drops something sick. Like, and I'm just like, wow, he went back to his roots for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh... Definitely busy. Crazy is probably number two. Lazy and flesh. flesh it's a toss up between flesh and wishbone. Yeah, to be honest with you. I agree. Flesh was gone half the time because he was in prison. Yep. We'll, and, we'll get into that in a minute for sure. And wish was uh ah he just he he killed certain songs. Don't get me wrong. There's like on ecstasy he has one of my favorite verses. I love that song. I would and, agree for sure that. All five of them, no matter who finished where and no matter what lyrical scores they got, all five of them definitely annihilated some verses at some point, for sure. Yeah. I think Wishbone, like, Wishbone was better to me in his younger days, and I just feel like he didn't really age as good as the other ones did. Because Busy Fair and enough, Crazy, and I believe he's the only one that doesn't have any solo work, too. Yeah, and Busy, Crazy, and Lazy, to me, like, oh, they just, they still are rapping. Like, they just, they don't stop. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty impressed by them in general, bro. Yeah, bro. Very, to me, like, they're sneaky. They're like a secret of rap because you just, you don't hear about them that much. And I mean, I heard about them because I'm following them. But, I don't know, to me, that's, they're a unique breed. And I think, you know, obviously it's not everybody's cup of tea. Just like I'm sure if somebody heard me, they'll probably be like, oh, I just don't like it. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing's going to be everybody's cup of tea, bro. That's just the way it is. But they, they, they did well, though. They, you know, they had a good amount of success. No, I, I, again, as far as uniqueness and originality, I just, I fell in love with it. Can't, can't deny that, bro. They definitely got good, all of them got good scores in that category from what I remember. So, I'm going to, I'm going to say a little bit about, Kind of what you, what we just talked about with you, where I'm going to talk about, I don't have a history really with Bone Thugs the way that you do, but this is kind of a new thing that I've tried to incorporate more recently into my episodes because everything that I'm doing in this study and everything on all of these episodes is just black and white. It's just facts. It's syllables counted. It's rhyme schemes counted. It's metaphors. It's punchlines. It's topics it's originality, like these are just black and white things, and I never ever really involve my opinion in any of this at all, and I decided that since this is a podcast and stuff, and I am a human being, and I obviously do have an opinion, that I'll give a little bit of my background and my opinion on some of the artists, if I have it, and then after that, we can get into kind of the facts and the info on them, and take my opinion out of it. So, allow me to say that while I certainly wouldn't have ever called myself a Bone Thugs fan, I certainly also wouldn't say that I disliked them. Um, when I started this study, I couldn't tell who was who at all on any songs. Um, I'm perfectly aware now instantly of who's who. If I hear someone come on, I know right away which, which member it is. Um, I was blown away by the amount of work that these guys put out, both collectively and individually. Um, it took me over an entire month to get through the five of them. And I'm listening to like two albums a day. And uh, it was quite the experience. I will say that. So <laughs> That's awesome. Well, they they are. Bone Thugs were an experience. And you, you understand that. Like you sent me that video with the with the Ouija thing, with the map on oh, the back. How, 
how cool was that? Bro, but this this group was um yeah, they were very very original, artistic, unique, and it was one of those things where I mean even you, bro. And this is not a knock. I'm not saying that everybody needs to do this, but I'm just saying that I listened to from beginning to end every single one of their songs in succession. Both Bone Thugs and then all five members. Well, I guess four because Wish didn't have any solo stuff. But it was just, you know, two Bone Thugs albums a day or every night for over a month. And it was quite the experience, bro. It certainly was. Yeah. Well, I, to correct myself from earlier, Busy did have a second album. So yeah, I think you have two albums to listen to. Yeah. That's that... Carbon, Carbon Monoxide, which I like. And I also like The Mantra. Which, which came out in 2020. I was going to say, I don't think I remember hearing about that one. The carbon monoxide one I remember hearing about, but I definitely will be listening to those two this summer. Well, I, I like them both. I bet you do. Well, I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm looking at all the solo albums, and they don't even have his mixtapes on here, bro. Like, crazy. Well, what are you on? What are you looking at? Wikipedia. Yeah, well, if you did, you go to the separate link of his discography, or are you just scrolling down? No, I, I just I just clicked his Wikipedia just to see if I was right about his last album, and I completely forgot about the mantra. Yeah, yeah. To to see the mixtapes, you would have to click on. There's a separate link, like a blue thing. It will say Busy Bone Discography. You'll have to click uh, on that, and then they'll give you everything else in there. All right, let's see. Studio albums, eighteen. Bro, he's got a lot, a lot, a lot of shit, bro. A lot of shit. And that's just him. That's not even including any of the Bone Thug shit. Alright, so, now, let's get into some details and facts about the group as a whole before we get into any of the members individually. So, Bone Thugs and Harmony, who had their debut album in 1993, their origins Cleveland, Ohio, United States. Genres are listed as hip-hop, gangster rap, and R&B. Their years active are listed as 1991 to present, and their members are listed as Busy Bone, Wishbone, Lazy Bone, Crazy Bone, and Flesh and Bone. So, a little bit of a background on the group as a whole. Bone Thugs and Harmony is an American hip-hop group consisting of rappers Busy Bone, Wishbone, Lazy Bone, Crazy Bone, and Flesh and Bone. The group was signed to Ruthless Records in late 1993 when they debuted with their EP Creepin' on a Come Up. The EP included their breakout hit single, Thuggish Ruggish Bone. In 1995, the group released its second album, E1999 Eternal, which included hits First of the Month and East 1999. So there you go, there's First of the Month for you right there. Yup. <laughs> their hit song, The Crossroads, a tribute to then-recently deceased Eazy-E, won a Grammy Award in 1997. Bone Thugs and Harmony is the only group that has worked with Tupac, the Notorious B.I.G., Easy e and Big Pun while they were all still alive. The editors of About.com ranked them number 12 on their list of the 25 best rap groups of all time, and MTV called them the most melodic hip-hop group of all time. In 2000, Bone Thugs and Harmony Resurrection reached platinum in one month, while 2002's Thug World Order received more moderate sales and promotion going gold and peaking at number three on the top R&B hip-hop album charts. Due to conflicts within the group, longtime members Crazy Bone and Wishbone officially left the group in April of 2011 to work with their independent label, The Life Entertainment. They later returned, officially reunifying the group. In August of 2013, however, Lazy Bone announced that he was stepping aside to work more on his solo career. In the same month, Bone Thugs and Harmony signed with E1 Entertainment, formerly known as Koch Records, who they had previously partnered with to release 2006's Thug Stories. Lazy Bone has since reunited with the group and they toured in 2018. So, a lot of different stuff there for Bone Thugs as a group. We definitely see some accolades and accomplishments with platinum records, hit songs, a Grammy Award, being named on multiple credible lists, some split-ups. Um, very, very interesting stat there, bro. Were you aware of that stat, that they're the only group to work with Biggie, Pac, Easy, and Pun while they were all still alive? I knew about Biggie, Pac, 
uh, easy. I, I wasn't aware of uh, Big Pun, and I would love to hear what they did with him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll definitely have to look into that because off the top of my head, I, I don't really remember hearing any of that. It might be something that might have never came out, but they might have. I, I don't know, but I just think that, that that stat, it's a cool fucking stat. I love stats. I know you love stats, so that's a, that's a cool statistic. I, I, I did know that one. That's cool. I mean, I, I just did, didn't know about pun though. Yeah, I'll have to look into that because I, I don't particularly remember anything with pun, but I'll have to look into it. I'll let you know if I find anything, I'll send it to you. So All right. now let's get into the individual members of the group, starting with Flesh and Bone, as he was actually the first of the five to have a solo debut album out, which came out in 1996. Did you know that, bro? That's that's an impressive stat because I would have never pegged him to have the first one. I would have probably pegged him to have the last one, bro. I mean, I know obviously having studied them that Wish didn't have any solo work, but I mean, yeah, bro, I would have picked Flesh and Bone probably last, not only because of him being one of the least popular in the group, but like you said, he wasn't even around a lot of the time with being, you know, being in prison and all that, so I definitely wouldn't have expected him to have the first solo album. That's, that, that's, to me, is, I'm like in shock right now. Yeah. Never knew that. Yeah. All right. So his birth name is Stanley House, born June 10th, 1973, origins Cleveland, Ohio, United States. Genres are listed as hip hop and gangster rap, and his years active are listed as 1991 to present. A little bit of a background on Flesh and Bone individually. Stanley House, better known as Flesh and Bone, born June 10th, 1973, is an American rapper and songwriter known as a member of the rap group Bone Thugs and Harmony. He is the older brother of Lazy Bone and cousin of Wishbone. I'm assuming you probably knew that, right? Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, listen, a bit of a personal, a bit of personal information there on, you know, Flesh and Bone with him being so and so's brother and being part of the group and things like that, but. I mean, not much else there. He didn't really accomplish much individually outside of being in actual Bone Thug. So you're probably not going to see too, too much there on on what's written on him. Um, And then let's get into what I wrote down on Flesh and Bone when I was listening to him. I was very well aware of the group Bone Thugs and Harmony, but admittedly had only ever heard a couple of songs. Flesh and Bone is probably the least popular of the five members, having spent a decent amount of time in prison, and is not on as many songs as the others, and is even missing altogether from some albums. Flesh was one of the most inconsistent rappers I've ever seen to date. Not not only with his flow, and from song to song, but even from verse to verse or bar to bar. Sometimes he was great, Sometimes he was horrible, so much so that there were a handful of times that I went and checked the lyrics to make sure that it was him because it was such a 180 from the previous verse. He had the occasional dope line, but he struggled with his flow a lot and he took a lot of shortcuts and cop-outs. Verses also seemed to ramble on and there were times that he didn't rhyme. Overall, he finished average lyrically. Flesh qualified six hip-hop albums with Bone Thugs and three solo. Of the nine albums, six were good and three were average. Of his 96 songs, none were great, 13 were good, and three were weak with the rest being average. There's a bit of give and take with Flesh and Bone when it comes to impact as he was really the least popular and successful member of the group and had no notable influences on any other hip-hop artists, but at the end of the day, he was still a part of a pretty big and successful group. While he wasn't the most original of the group, he still scored well in this department considering the overall originality of the group, especially with their sound and approach. So anything that that you would like to comment on about my write-up of Flesh and Bone there? Nah, I think pretty on point to be honest with you. And I just, (laughs) he did make me laugh in the beginning when you said most inconsistent rapper to date. <laughs> Bro, I'm I'm telling you, it was it was really 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 strange. Like he like we talked about it earlier about about how you know I said each one of them definitely had their points where they murdered something. Bro, this guy, you know, it would be song number two, and he would fucking snap on the verse, and then song number three would come on, and he just wouldn't even rhyme. And I'm like, I gotta go look this up. Like this can't be the same guy that was just on the last verse last song. So, 
I don't know exactly what's behind that, but yeah, man. I mean, he was just incredible on some songs and really, really bad on other ones. So, to be honest with you, at this point, you you've heard more uh, Flesh and Bone than I have because I, I haven't heard a single solo. That's what I was gonna say. I I went really deep into each one of these guys' solo careers, so there there definitely might have been some stuff on some of these other guys, like outside of Busy and things like that, that you know you might not be really familiar with, but. Getting into the math on Flesh and Bones. So let's see how the math worked out for him. Like I said, he gets a five lyrics. He gets average. There was some really great verses, some really bad verses. That kind of stayed as a theme throughout with him. And uh, it was just enough to just keep him at even. Um, Albums, he gets a 3.70 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a minus 0.31. So that's obviously not too big. I mean, he's losing a third of a point. It's not a full point. It's not even a half a point. Um, but he's losing a little bit there where he could be gaining. Like I said, he had 96 songs. None of them were great. Three of them were weak. And that's what that comes out to. So he loses almost a third of a point there. Impact, he gets a five and a half. Like I said, that's a little bit of a slippery slope with Flesh and Bone. Because when you talk about Flesh and Bone individually, there's not much there. There wasn't any people that really sampled him or took anything from him, whether it be beats or lines or anything like that. So there wasn't any of that. You also have to factor in that even though he's in a big and pretty popular, successful, famous group, most people that know the group would not know this guy by name. And that's not me, you know, trying to be a dick or anything. That's a fact. If I walked up to 50 people and said, do you know who Bone Thugs and Harmony is? And 35 or 40 of them said yes. I guarantee you not all 35 or 40 of them would be able to name Flesh and Bone as one of the members. So, you know, you have to factor that stuff in, which would bring him below average. And then you also have to factor in that at the end of the day, bro, this guy was a part of Bone Thugs and Harmony. And Bone Thugs and Harmony as a whole certainly had an above average impact on hip-hop. So... I think when you factor in both of them, um, it, he's not going to get as big of a score as some of the other guys or as maybe the group as a whole would have got. But I still feel that he deserves to be above average in the impact score, just basically being based on the fact that he's part of the Bone Thugs and Harmony group, quite frankly. And then originality, he gets an 8. Like I said, bro, you, you're not going to see any bad scores in originality for any of these guys. Some of them were a little bit more original than others, which was sometimes due to how much they sampled or uh, song topics that they had on maybe some of their solo albums and things like that that were a little bit different than what the other guys were doing. But, I mean, he gets an 8. That's obviously a very, very good score. The best you can get is a 10. So you add all those five numbers up and you divide by five and you get a final score of 4.38 which leaves Flesh and Bone tied for 75th place of 163 artists done overall. So, not a great finish there for Flesh and Bone, but still in the top half of people done so far, so hats off to him for everything that he's accomplished in his career. And now, on to one of your all-time favorites. (laughs) Busy Bone, who had his debut solo album in 1998. He was the second person out of the group to have some solo work, which came out in 1998. So, Heaven's movie. Is that what it was? Yep. Solid. He knows his Busy Bone. I'm impressed. Solid. So his birth name is Brian Anthony McCain II, also known as R.I.P. and Little Ripster. Born September 12, 1976 in Columbus, Ohio, United States. Origins listed as Cleveland, Ohio, United States. His genres are listed as hip-hop, chopper, and Midwest hip-hop. And his years active in 1992 to present. So a little bit of a background on Busy Bone individually. Brian Anthony McCain II, born September 12, 1976, Better known by his stage name Busy Bone, a.k.a. Little Ripster, is an American rapper, singer, and the youngest member of the Cleveland rap group Bone Thugs and Harmony. So I gotta ask, were you aware that he was the youngest? Yes. Fucking guy, bro. (laughs) So there's not too much there on Busy Bone either, the same that there was with Flesh, aside from just personal stuff, but 
I do want to get into another side story about Busybone because I do feel that this is worthy of speaking on. So I'm going to add an extended clip here that I want to read that says, Brian Anthony McCain II was born in Columbus, Ohio. In 1980, four-year-old Brian and his two sisters were abducted by their mother's boyfriend while their mother was at work and held captive for over two years. Brian recalls that at first he did not know he had been kidnapped and was made to believe that his mother and grandmother were dead. During the time he was abducted, he lived in many homes, apartments, cars, and motels, all in northern Oklahoma. He was often beaten, tortured, and sexually assaulted. In 1983, the family had been living on the Kaw Indian Reservation in Kaw, Oklahoma for about a year and a half. A babysitter saw his photo at the end of the made-for-TV movie, Adam, about the producer and creator of America's Most Wanted, John Walsh's son's abduction, and called the police, resulting in his return to his family. When he was 13, Brian began living with his older sister at her home near Cleveland, Ohio. During this period, he met Lazybone, Crazybone, Wishbone, and Flesh and Bone. Busybone started in hip-hop as a founding member of the group Bone Enterprise, which was formed in 1992. The group was noticed by one of the founders of the rap group NWA, Eazy-E, who modified the group's name to Bone Thugs and Harmony. So, the reason that I wanted to speak on that is because, number one, that's obviously very a very serious and traumatizing thing for anyone especially a child so if anyone listening deals with that or knows anyone that goes through that hopefully you know you can hear this guy's story and it inspires somebody to get help if that's what they need or whatever the case is and on top of that i felt it was relevant because if that never happened if he was never kidnapped he may not have ever met the other bone thug members and maybe there was no either Bone Thugs as a group or a different cast of members, which is crazy to even think about because now, you know, we're almost 20 years removed or maybe over, yeah, it's over 20 years removed. We're almost 30 years removed now from these guys coming out and to look at all that they've done, bro, and even your personal experiences, your nostalgia and your history with these guys, that literally almost never existed. And you don't want to see anything terrible happen to anybody, but it is pretty crazy when you look at some of these stories with these people, not only what went on, but the fact that had it not gone on, some of these, you know, there was another one, I don't know if you heard the episode, um, I believe it was Freddie Fox, aka Bumpy Knuckles, was supposed to have a meeting with Eric B. This was before Eric B and Rakim formed. And they were supposed to be Freddie Fox and Eric B. Or Eric B and Freddie Fox. And he wound up not making the meeting. And Rakim came instead. And they were Eric B and Rakim. Who, you know, as we know, it, Rakim is one of the most legendary rappers of all time. And that, that almost never happened had that guy showed up to that meeting. So I think little crazy things like that when you hear these these background stories. It's a little crazy to think that there almost was no Bone Thugs and Harmony. Or there was almost no Busy Bone. It would have been different members. So that's that's hard to even wrap my head around knowing what they've done. But fucking crazy story, man. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel bad for the guy. It's obviously absolutely horrible. I know that you knew about that because I remember you telling me about that a very long time ago before I even started doing this study. Um, yeah, so crazy, crazy good. shit there. I just can't get over the, the person who spotted them on the, on the television. Yeah, I, right? That's another thing. Like, the odds of that person just having that on at that moment and saying, fuck, I know that kid. Crazy, bro. Yeah, bro, just imagine that. That's before a time of social media. Yeah. Everything the, is instant now. This is... this is. Bro, forget about social media. You couldn't even fast forward or rewind the TV, bro. No. Like, you had to be looking at that direct instant to see that. Crazy. Yep. It's, bro, like, it's so funny that you said this because I me and Josie, we look back on something that happened, like, right when we found out Josie was pregnant, Josie was worried about, you know, things not going good. Just, it was just a horrible situation, to be honest with you. And she typed in, like, when we were thinking about names, we were thinking about, you know, what would we name a boy? And we were like, Angelo, you know, what would we name a girl? You know, Aaron. 
we we didn't we were like Aaron Angel, you know. We were debating back and forth, bro. And then she goes on to the Baby Genie, which is a which is a website that if you type your last name in, yeah, it'll it'll give you what they think is the best name for your baby. Bro, she types this in, and this is a, I bring it up because we just saw it the other day, and you're talking about crazy things happening, and she has it. The screenshot, bro. I'm gonna ask her to send me it so I can send it to you because it is wild, bro. She types in my last name on the baby genie and it comes out Aaron Angel Feminia. Wow, that is pretty crazy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what are the friggin' odds? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, every it almost feels like everything has a, con- a small connection. Like if this didn't happen, if something didn't happen yeah. miles away, who knows the effects? You know, I guess yeah. that's why you know time traveling. Mm-hmm. They say when if you travel to the future, or I'm not sure if it's to the future or to the past, but if you touch something, it can like cause a chain of events that can change everything. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. butterfly effect. You you've seen that movie, right? A long time ago. Oh, that and movie's fucking incredible, you bro. The butterfly effect, and I was on Facebook earlier today scrolling, and someone posted about the butterfly effect. There you go, bro. I'm telling you, this is it can't all be a coincidence, bro. It's just too often that this all happens. Yeah, but. I just, I'm happy that Busy Bone got out of it, though. Yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, that could he could have fucking died. You know what I mean? Like, that could have been... Yeah, I mean, you, you fucking kidnap a kid, you're molesting a kid. There doesn't seem to be a line for that person. You know what I'm saying? So, who the fuck knows? He tries to run away one day, maybe, and they catch him, they fucking kill him. That's that's a fucked up scenario, bro. It's a really fucked up situation. And, you know, you can, you can grow up and you can be successful and you can go on about your life, bro, but... You know, some things you, you can't undo, you know what I'm saying, that were done to you as a kid when your brain was forming and shit, you, you can't undo that shit, bro, you can, you can never really get completely past it, it's always gonna be there, you can really just work on your reactions to it, you know? Yeah. So, but let's get into what I wrote down about Busy Bone when I was listening to him, and I'm quite sure that I actually mentioned you in this write-up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Busy Bone happens to be one of my cousin's favorite rappers, so it's actually quite a surprise that I didn't know more of him as I tackled Bone Thugs. While a lot of his rhymes did get random at times from bar to bar and he seemed to just rhyme words to rhyme words a lot, he did show the ability to use different rhyme schemes quite often. While he was very consistent with album scores, he was inconsistent from bar to bar, verse to verse, and song to song. Although he raps very fast most times, He did impressively show the ability to utilize many different flows when he wanted to, but became repetitive after a while and even recycled verses and entire songs. For the most part, he was able to keep a topic well, but said some very contradictory things way too close to each other and finished just above average lyrically overall. Busy qualified 8 albums and 1 EP with Bone Thugs, 4 collaborative albums with Lazy Bone as Bone Brothers, 17 solo albums and one solo EP for an astonishing 31 albums in total. Plus two more that you gotta tackle on. Yeah, he he can't be stopped, bro. (laughs) All but five were good albums, but he seemed to struggle with really being able to string together a complete great album. Of his whopping 370 songs... Only one was great and three were weak, with another 61 being good songs. While I wouldn't say Busy's impact trumped the groups as a whole, he was probably one of the most well-known and popular of the five members and had influences on artists such as Public Enemy, Dipset, Nori, Joe Budden, Nonfiction, Fort Minor, and others. Busy, like Flesh, May not have been the most original out of everybody in the group, but he did have a very unique sound and message. Anything that you would like to add or disagree with or highlight or anything out of that? Well, I definitely think he had a few classic albums for me, but that's because I am a biased fan, I feel like. So it's hard for me to sit back and not think that something is classic because I really... Certain ones. Yes, I have to... I have to agree with what you're saying because I have albums and I'll give you a perfect example because I just did it. Um, Noriega's first solo album, Nori, to me is just a classic. It's probably one of my top 
20 or 25 favorite hip-hop albums. Another example is uh, Little Kim's first two albums, Hardcore and Notorious K.I.M. Those three are absolute fucking classics to me. Every single fucking song is amazing. The moment that one song comes on, it just gives me a certain vibe. It changes my mood. Um, so that, in, in a classic, in that way, I can totally understand where you're coming from. But neither the Nori or the two Little Kim albums scored as a classic in here, as my classic albums are just based off of strictly technicalities and not, you know, any memories or anything like that. So I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that for sure. Um, I'm trying to think because I definitely want to give my input on, input on Busy because he's been he's been quite influential for me. I bet, bro. I mean, you know, you 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 sound a little bit like him. Obviously, not in in content or message, but you have a similar voice, and you you're able to flow in a similar style. Um, and aside from music, bro, I know because you know I have certain people, Tupac, Eminem, Joe Budden, people like that. That you know, I was a young kid listening to these people, bro, and they they influenced my life. I'm not saying whether it was positive or negative or whatever, but you know how it is, bro. There's nights where you're having a really fucking bad night and you go throw on some Busy Bone or I go throw on some Tupac or some Joe Budden and uh, I, I know what it's like, bro. So I can I can totally understand how this guy had like an influence on your life and why you feel the way that you feel about him. And quite frankly, bro, we get stuck on words in this study a lot too, like classic and good and things like that where... Those are kind of just words that I'm using to like try to explain. A classic album in this study is nothing more than scoring a 2.1 or higher. So everybody's always going to have their own versions of what's classic to them and stuff like that. And, and, and that's fine. I totally, totally understand that. Um, and even good, even the word good. It's like when you say good, you know, what do you, what do you really mean by good? Are we talking like just lyrically, like how quote-unquote good is somebody at rapping or when we say good are we talking about something i enjoy that was a fucking good album i loved it you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't want to get like too too stuck on on words in here um but yeah man uh let's get into the math of of busy bone and if you have anything to add on them at any point in the episode bro whether i'm doing the math or or we're on to something else just feel free to throw it in there for sure lyrics he gets a five and a half Albums, he gets a 3.84 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a minus 0.05. So not even a tenth of a point. That He's pretty much almost even on that. And quite frankly, anything that he does, unless it's dramatic, like unless he's got 10 great songs on this new album or, you know, 10 weak songs or something like that, his song score is not going to be affected much, bro, because of how much, how many songs he has. You know what I'm saying? He has so many fucking songs that no matter what great ones or weak ones he has, that's going to be a small number no matter what, because it's going to come out to be such a small percentage out of, I mean, you know, 370 songs, add two more albums on, you're probably looking at over 400 songs. So, and I'm sure there's more to come. I have no doubt about that at all. <laughs> Well, they, bro, I'm not kidding. I remember this was way back in the day when I was really like a hardcore fan, and his uh, him and his cousin, I think, or him and some one of his boys were on a radio station, and he said, "He goes, I made, ten, I already made ten thousand songs." He has like, and this was like years ago, so that, I mean, at this point, he probably has thirty thousand. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's <laughs> definitely crazy. <laughs> He, 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 bro, he's like, he's like a fucking fiend on drugs that like won't stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, bro, <laughs> he's, bro. Here's, another, here's another funny story about him. He can't stop. He, he was walking, just, he was just walking the streets one day, just, you know, minding his own business. He had headphones on. He can't stop listening. To, he said, he goes, I can't stop listening to music. And he, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> like, somebody in the car like beeps at him and I'm like, yo, I'm busy. What are you doing? Oh, no, they didn't know it was busy. They were asking him something. And he's just talking to them. And they're like, oh, what do you... He told them, he's like, I'm a rapper. I'm busy, bro. And they, they didn't know. And they're like, oh, what do you listen to? He goes, listening to some jazz right now. As he was walking. That's awesome, bro. I, I love doing shit like that. Ja I'm a fan of jazz. I like jazz music. Um, I really like, you know, 90s alternative and rock like that. I like a lot of 80s rock, too. Um, R&B. 
um, indie pop. I like a lot of different shit, bro. A lot of different shit. So I, I can totally respect that walking around listening to jazz. Probably fucking zoning out, loving it. I think I'm pretty sure he's I mean, I could see him giving any random ass answer right there, bro. Busy Bone <laughs> is one of those guys that when you ask him a question, like he, he's liable to say anything. Yeah. Um. So Impact, I gave him a six and a half, which is a full point ahead of Flesh and Bone. And that was kind of touched on in what I wrote down about them. Like I said, most people are not going to know who Flesh and Bone is. Not that that separates Busy and Flesh by an entire point just by itself. But you have to take a lot of things into consideration. Busy is certainly one of the most popular in the group. Flesh is certainly one of the least popular in the group. Flesh is missing from some Bone Thugs albums altogether. And the ones that he is on is not as big of a chunk on the album as Busy Bone's work was. And then, like I said, bro, Busy Bone had 17 solo albums and everything else that he did with Lazy Bone and Bone Brothers and all that type of stuff where Flesh and Bone only had, you know, a minimal amount of work with Bone Thugs and then only three solo albums. So, obviously, the more that you put out is going to help in some way to your impact score. Now, if you've put out 50 things and none of them sold, that's obviously not a great result, but... You can understand what I mean. Bone Thugs had success. Whether Busy Bone had the success by himself that Bone Thugs had or not is not really the point I'm trying to make. It's that the man has had success and the man has put out a lot of material. And also, there were no direct influences for Flesh and Bone the way that there were for Busy Bone. Busy Bone directly influenced Public Enemy, Dipset, Nori, Joe Budden, Nonfiction, Fort Minor, and a couple of others that were kind of borderline. So there was definitely a bigger impact for Busy Bone than there was for Flesh and Bone, no question. And even though it's it's only a point, I'm saying that loosely because a point in here is big, bro. You're separating almost 500 people into a 10-point radius. So you got to understand how many people are going to be getting ties or be separated by point zero one and things like that. So that entire point from five and a half to six and a half in impact is major, bro, because Busy Bone could have had a bigger impact and still got a five and a half because it wasn't quite big enough to bring him to six. So being a full point ahead on that is is pretty major. Uh, I just want to point that out, you know, because it only seems like a point, but it, it adds up for sure. And then originality, he gets an eight as well. Like I said, bro, you're not going to see any negative scores at all from anybody in this group in the originality department. It speaks for itself, bro. The guy is a character. Um, he comes on a song. You you may not, if you're not a Bone Thugs fan, you may not be able to say, oh, that's Busy Bone, as opposed to certain other people. Now that I've listened to them, bro, I mean, I'm sure this sounds the same to you. They don't sound anything like each other at all. Now that I know who they are, it's easy for me to tell who's who. But people that aren't huge Bone Thugs fan, they might not know that it's particularly him. But you know that you're hearing the Bone Thugs sound. You know that you're getting that original sound. His image, bro, is another thing. I mean, you know, whether he's rocking the fro or whatever the case is. It's, it's not anything that's fucking out in left field. You know what I mean? He's not bizarre from D12 and wearing a shower cap and smiley face boxes. I'm not trying to make it like, you know, uh, Busy Bones, an absolutely ridiculous character. But he was original enough, bro. I thought just, you know, his voice and his delivery and his sound. A lot of his content, too, which is something that you would kind of expect given... That this man was kidnapped and molested as a child and shit. You know, you kind of expect to hear something a little bit different come from this guy. But yeah, I thought he did a great job, bro. I thought he was very, very original. He gets an 8 out of 10 in that category for sure. Um, I was impressed with him in that department above anything else. But he, you know, overall he was impressive regardless. And regardless of the, of the numbers and the facts and all that I'm listing, me personally... I enjoyed listening to them more than I thought I would. Um, I knew how much material they had, and I knew the sound that they had, and I just, I, I was a little bit cringy going into it, bro. Not because I disliked them, but because I was like, wow, I'm going to have to listen to 67 albums in a row of this sound. You know what I'm saying? 
But I never got tired of it, bro. I thought they did a really, really good job considering the amount of material they had that I listened to in succession. And, you know, aside from certain things, you know, I didn't fucking love every song. But in general, bro, I, I enjoyed most of them. Like you said, Flesh and Wish, I enjoyed a lot less. Um, but Crazy, Lazy, and Busy were a joy to listen to for the most part. There was a couple of busy things, bro, where I thought he really strayed. There were some albums where he was just repeating verses from other albums, and he definitely yeah, he, he definitely remember. seemed like he had some moments in his career, bro, and this happened with Eminem, too, where they almost started to make you nervous. Like, yo, is he okay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember when I was younger, and I bought the albums, and I'm like, wow, they, they came out with more albums, and... At the time, it's like, wow, no, I heard this shit before, but yeah. he, just did it on, he just did it on a different beat. Yeah, so there was there was some points where I was listening where I could tell he was probably going through some personal things, and, uh, you know, the, the music took a little bit of a hit. Nothing was bad. He didn't have any weak albums or anything like that. Nothing was bad, but just maybe there were some that were not really up to par with some of his other stuff. You know, you could see his potential on some albums is the point that I'm trying to make, you know? Yeah, well, I know he has one song that made the realness. Yes, uh, Hellified Game, one of my favorite yeah. songs of all time. Yep, I, I'll never forget when we were chilling at my house that day, and I put it on for you, and you were just like, "Wow." Yep, and and that's and that's just that's just me. That's that's what we were just talking about before when you were talking about the classic albums. Hellified Game, while it might have been one of his better songs. I can't guarantee that that was the song that I gave a great song. I don't know for a fact off the top of my head right now that that was his best song. But for me personally, that's my favorite Busy Bone song. And not only is it my favorite Busy Bone song, but like I said, straight up, that's one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. I would say that's in the top 100 for sure. Oh, I fucking love that song too. Amazing (laughs) song, bro. Love it. Absolutely love it. Here's a, here's a funny fact, because you mentioned him not wearing a shower cap, like bizarre, but there are pictures of him wearing a shower cap back in the day. That's funny, bro. I did not, I did yeah. not catch any of those, but he certainly is an original character, for sure. Yeah, definitely. The difference with him and some of the other people that are kind of like that, like MF Doom is an example. He wore like a metal mask on his face. Um, bizarre just comes out in yellow boxers and a shower cap and shit like that. Those type of people, you can tell that they're they're being unique on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to I don't want to make it sound the wrong way, but you understand what I'm saying. They know that any attention is is good attention. So if they can draw attention to themselves, they may do better. And it's well, I want to wear a fucking mask. I'm gonna wear a fucking mask then. You know? And I'm not saying that it's it's not them. But it seems to be something that's done on purpose to generate attention where Busy Bone doesn't strike me like that, bro. I feel like Busy Bone's originality is strictly just Busy Bone being him. I don't think he's ever done anything to generate more attention to himself. That's that's what I took from him anyway. I just take that he's just being him and if he has a picture of him in a shower cap, that's because that's what he happened to have on when they were taking it and he didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. His seems to be more about not caring what anyone thinks about his image as opposed to doing something ridiculous on purpose to garner attention, you know? Yeah. So, you add all those five numbers up, you divide by five, and you get a final score of 4.76, which puts Busy Bone in 46th place of 163 artists done overall. So that's about 10 slots behind Be Real, which is pretty crazy that these two guys are two of your all-time favorites, and I have absolutely pretty much zero history with either of them, and they both land right near each other. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they're both inside of our top 50 so far, and we're past one-third of the way through, so... Both of these guys, bro, these are two of your favorite guys. Both of these guys should finish around the top 100 mark, which is fucking solid. So, major shout out to Be Real, Cypress Hill, Busy Bone, and the rest of the Bone Thugs. And 
awesome for being part of your personal favorites episodes. I I think that this is an awesome thing that you've managed to get on here and have a little talk with us about some of your favorite guys and shit like that. I think it's cool. I love it. Yeah, it's a fun time. So now we hopefully busy can busy can finish strong and have and impress you with the two albums. Well, yeah, bro. That I mean, listen, if busy has you know if these albums score well. His his lyric score could be changed because if I remember correctly, and don't quote me on this, but this is just off the top of my head and I've gathered a lot of fucking information over the past five years, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but I believe Busy Bone is close to getting a six lyrically. I believe he's more towards the upper half of the five and a half. So listen, with two more albums, you know, that's 30 songs or so, which comes out to almost 10% of what he's put out so far. So if he's lyrically impressive on those albums, he could raise his lyric score. He could raise his album score. If he has even one great song, bro, one or two great songs on either of those albums, he erases that, that minus 0.05, which obviously is very minuscule, but maybe he makes it a plus 0.05 and that gives him a 10th of a point more. Um, impact bro. You know, by the time that I get up to some later artists, there could be things that people sample from this album. Or, you know, this album may turn out to be one of those albums that ages really well, and two years, three, four, five years after it was released, starts to get, like, better reviews, and his impact score gets raised. He could have a couple of insanely original song ideas on this on these albums, which is very possible with him, and he could get his originality score raised to an 8.5. Bro, if all of those things go up, even by a little bit, if his lyrics goes to a 6... And let's say his albums goes to a 3.9 instead of a 3.84. Let's say he gets a, an extra tenth of a point in the song category, gets a seven on impact and an eight and a half on originality. Bro, he's going to be raised a pretty decent amount and he's probably going to climb 10 to 15 slots in, in the thing, which would put him at 30. So, I mean, he th- there's room for him, bro. He You know, if these two albums are solid albums, there's certainly room for him to climb a decent amount. Well, I'm hoping the best for him. I mean, bro, I think it's very unlikely that they lower his score. Do they raise yeah. his score enough to really move him, you know, more than one or two places? That remains to be seen, but I highly doubt that they're going to negatively affect his score. So I would expect him to move up no matter what. I'm predicting a great song, Alpha Mentality. I love that song. All right, fair enough. Okay, so... Let's get into our list now. We'll start with our top 15% overall. Now, there are no changes to this list today from the last episode, but you're not up to where I'm up to. So you're probably personally going to hear some changes today that you might not have heard before. Um, So feel free to comment on anything that you like or anything that you don't like for that matter. But here's our top 15% overall so far. In our top spot, we have Black Thought of The Roots, who's in 7th place of 163 artists done overall. Directly behind him, tied for 8th place, we have Tupac. And then a couple of slots back, we have Pharaoh Monch, who's in 10th place. A couple of more slots back from him. In 12th, we have KRS-One. And then we have Jizza, who's back in 14th place. In 16th place, we have Slick Rick. And then we have Rakim, who's in 18th place. Directly behind Rakim in 19th is Redman, and directly behind Redman in 20th is Common. Couple of slots back in 23rd, we have Rev Run of Run DMC, and then directly behind him is LL Cool J, who's in 24th. Directly behind LL in 25th is MF Doom, and directly behind him is Sticky Fingers of Onyx, who's in 26th place couple of slots back in 28th, we have Will Smith. And then behind him, we have a tie with DMC and Ice Cube, who are tied for 30th place in our last slot here. So 30th place of 163 artists done overall there. So like I said, 100 artists covered so far up to today. There's your top 15 out of everyone that we've done, which is... It's really 16 names because you have that tie for 15th place with DMC and Ice Cube. 
But there's your top 15% overall. I know that you probably didn't hear that Black Thought was in the top spot, and you're probably not aware of Tupac. I don't know about Pharaoh Manch, but I don't know who who catches you as a major surprise out of that list. But uh, there's our top 15% so far. Sweet. And then let's get on to our current top 10% lyrically, which is uh, same thing with this list. No changes to this list today, but probably some news to you. So tied in our number one spot lyrically, we have Pharaoh Manch and Black Thought, both tied for our number one spot lyrically with lyrical scores of eight and a half. Then behind them, we have a three-way tie for third place between Master Ace Jizza and Common, who all have lyrical scores of seven and a half. Then behind those three, we have another tie for sixth place with KRS-One and Lord Finesse, both getting lyrical scores of seven. And then we have a seven-way tie for eighth place with Will Smith, Rakim, Cool G Rap, Everlast, Tupac, Redman, and Sticky Fingers, all tied for eighth place with lyrical scores of six and a half. So not all that often that this list changes, although we have had some additions to it the past couple of weeks, but none here today. So let's get into our particular decades list, starting with our top five rappers to make their debut in the 1980s. So these are obviously the legends that paved the way here, bro. Our top rapper of the 1980s is KRS-One. In second place, Slick Rick. Third, Rakim. Fourth, Rev Run of Run DMC. And fifth, LL Cool J. So, no changes to that list today. That list very, very rarely changes. It may never change. Um, but so far, what we've done and where we're at currently in 2021, those are your top five rappers to make their debut in the 1980s. Absolute legends that paved the way there for sure. And I'm, I'm glad that we get to read their name off off of the list every week. And now, on to our top five artists to make their debut in the 90s so far. Once again, there's no changes to this list either today. Our top rapper of the 90s so far is Black Thought. In second place, Tupac. In third place, Pharaoh Manch. In fourth place, Jizza. And in fifth place, Redman. So, like I said, no changes to any of these lists today from the last episode, but Definitely a couple of surprises for you personally, I'm sure. And if you'd like to see any of these lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash tale of the tapes podcast. You can also give the host website a visit at www.anchor.fm slash tale of the tapes. Both of those links are spelled completely normally. On the host website, you'll see a support button. Appreciate anybody that hits that, obviously. And uh, now, before we get out of here, let everybody know if there's a way that they can reach you or listen to your music, follow you, etc., whatever it may be, um, YouTube link, SoundClick link, Facebook, Instagram, whatever the hell you got, feel free to lay any of them out that you would like to give out to the general public. If you don't want to give anybody anything, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you have like a like page on there? A like page? Yeah, like is it a page that you can go like Forms Music or is it something you have to add or? No, you can just go and like it and you'll you'll get all the updates. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I'm I'm on it, but I'm an illiterate when it comes to this stuff, so I don't see my link. Yeah, well, I don't, you probably don't have one, bro, because you have to reach a certain thing on YouTube to get your own particular link, so you might not have like a personal link yet. Oh, that's okay, because if you go and you just go to Forms Music on YouTube, I should pop up. Yay! Solid. (laughs) So Forms Um, Music is the search to throw in there for anybody that hasn't picked up on it. Yep, that's basically it. And if you do follow me before, I don't know, I'm feeling that within the month, if you follow me within the month, you'll be lucky enough to hear the new DMX thing that I did. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, I appreciate you hopping on here again, bro. You know, of course, you're obviously always welcome to come back. And uh, 
I know it's a ways away right now, but if you want to join us for Royce and or maybe join a Lucas, we would certainly love to have you back. Um, bro, I, there's so many rappers I like. Whenever you want me back, you tell me, throw out a guy's name and I'll be like, all right, I'll come on for him. Awesome, bro. If you have any, you know, any recommendations of anybody that you particularly want, just let me know. And anytime I think there's somebody that might interest you, I'll run it by you. And if it, uh, if it works out, we'd love to have you back, of course. I'll be back. Just like Solid. Solid. <laughs> and uh, next week, we will be finishing off the rest of the group Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like I said, we're covering this group in the same fashion that we covered Onyx, since there are more than three members in the group who qualified and are being scored individually. Bone Thugs as a whole will have to be separated into two episodes. So next week, we will finish Bone Thugs and cover Crazy Bone, Lazy Bone, and Wishbone. And uh, that's it for today's episode. Off Wormsy, J Formsy, Tale of the Tapes. Peace. Out. Tale of the Tapes. Might as well.